Well, hello, folks, and welcome to another episode, a special episode this week. And Jim Ward is in the studio. It can mean only one thing. This This Week week in history. History. A very special This Week in History. Yes. Because unlike other This Week in Histories, we're going to focus on one thing that happened in history. Yep. Okay, so Jim, what did you choose for that one thing this week? So um, on January 28th, it is the, oh my God, what is that, 38th anniversary of the Challenger disaster. Wow. Um, which yeah, I think it was 70, 37 seconds or 73 seconds after liftoff, it exploded in midair and all crew members were killed um, on that day. And probably for my generation, for me personally, uh, it was the first dramatic, historical, witnessed thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for my generation, that was on TV. Yeah, live on TV. You know, we take for for granted now, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of uh, of the younger folk take for granted. <laughs> that everything that happens now is on TV yep. or it's on video or it's it's recorded or it's on CCTV. It's yeah. on surveillance and whatnot. Everything's being videoed. Videoed, yes. Yep. And this particular launch was special mm-hmm. because this particular launch included, ironically or tragically, the first um, civilian. Mm-hmm. Yep astronaut, right. if you want to call it, the first civilian on a space shuttle mission. Uh, it was meant to, the reason why they did this is it was meant to increase the interest in the space program. Because yep. at that point, the the launches were just launches. They, they became very regular. Right. Very you know, routine. You know, kind you know, of like, yeah, yeah. like what SpaceX is like now. Yeah, exactly. You know, it goes up every other day. Right. People just, all right, it's a, a rocket launch. You don't have the it, crowds there watching it, it, like it, you used to. Exactly. And, yeah. It is what it is. So, so that was one of the things that they did to kind of bring folks in mm-hmm. more. So they, they had a, a contest and it was, like I said, broadcast to many classrooms across the country. And for, like I said, for my generation, I feel it was one of the first, uh, the, the first, uh, you know, I'm having a hard time describing it because it was so traumatic at the time, ha- seeing this happen, uh, these people die in right. front of us. Like the first major event. In front of us, for my, yeah, gen- yeah for my generation. I mean, I'm sure if, you know, if you want, and you know, put in the comments below, if, if there was something in the 80s that you could kind of... Uh, you know, say was similar, but I think for for me, this this was it. Uh, was seeing it live and then having us have a discussion in in school about it, and it was a very traumatic time, and it was a very terrible, tragic event that happened in history. Yeah, definitely for this, sure this week. Uh, so, Jim, tell us a little bit about about what happened that day. Um, well, to, just to go back a little bit. Um, NASA actually originally intended Challenger to be a, a test vehicle. So that initially that's what it was being built for. Okay. Um, it had to go through vibration testing. Um, it was, uh, you know, it was in a specially formulated rig. So it, um, it could bring the shuttle through a simulation of takeoff and, um, uh, landing and everything. And it, okay. it passed all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
it looks like in 1979, uh, NASA decided to award Rockwell International a uh, contract to, uh, instead of it being a test vehicle, convert it to a spacecraft. To an actual working Correct. vehicle. Yeah. So um, it took uh, more than two years for them to perform the conversion. They had um, to strengthen the wings, put in a real crew cabin, because otherwise it was just a simulation cabin, cabin I guess. Um, yes, and so work was completed on October 23rd, 1981. Uh, it was expected to go into space on January 20th of 1983, and um, it was going to release the first tracking and delay relay uh, data relay satellite, which um, would which was part of a series of satellites that they were sending up mm -hmm. to um, allow people in space to communicate better with the people on the ground. Um, but there were technical uh, malfunctions that pushed back that launch. Um, you had a hydrogen leak in uh, the number one main engine during a readiness test in December. Not good. Nope. A second test on January 25th, 1983, NASA discovered cracks in the engine that were causing the leak. And then um, the agency took um, several months to remove the engines and test them again. And while engines two and three were, were deemed good, number one had to be replaced. So um, it, it finally did launch on April 4th, uh, 1983. Um, they set free the satellite. And um, actually, astronauts Story Musgrave and Donald Peterson executed the first spacewalk of the shuttle program. Oh, on the Challenger. On the Challenger. Yeah. And in addition to um, space technology firsts, um, you had some cultural firsts um, that were uh, related to the Challenger. Uh, the first female astronaut, Sally Ride. Sally Ride. Rode up on the Challenger in June 1983. The first black astronaut... Uh, Guillen Bluford reached space on STS-8, and Challenger reached other milestones, including the first night launch and the first operational space lab flight, which uh, so I'm, I was when I was researching this, I was, you know, reading up a little bit about it, and the space lab apparently could attach to the shuttle somehow, and it was where they did scientific testing. Yeah. So that, that was so pretty I think I think that the, the, the lab itself was inside the cargo bay. I believe so, yeah. you could flip the shuttle kind of like on its tail and then connect something else to that oh, okay. port on top. Yeah, and it's amazing. Amazing things, True. yeah. Yeah. And then um, there were also some memorable moments that took place on uh, Challenger uh, in April 1984. You had a mission where the first astronaut had to repair a satellite and he had to use this um backpack which was basically a um that what they call it again it was the man manned maneuvering unit and mmu that's it yeah <laughs> and um it was a jet powered backpack designed for astronauts to fly in space so i don't think he was tethered at all i'm not sure no but... he, i don't i don't i don't think he was tethered i think so, he was just basically just you know oh my flying I, around up there i would be so nervous doing his thing <laughs> that would make me fun. so nervous if i just knew i wasn't tethered to the spacecraft yeah, yeah. but you know these people have courage and was this they the one that i remember there was a there was a mission where where the astronaut actually just grabs the satellite yeah. in his hands is this the yeah. one so um so what just... what they did was they um he docked okay on a, with a port that was on his manned maneuvering or actually yeah, the front, or actually i think it was on the front of the backpack yeah mm -hmm. and he docked with the satellite okay then he fired um i guess uh 
uh, a jet on the backpack yes. to slow the spin of the satellite. Yeah. And then some like robotic arm came from the Challenger yes, yes. and they pulled it in. Yeah, amazing. It, it's incredible. <laughs> I mean, in space. Like catching a satellite in space yep. going thousands and thousands of miles per hour. Oh, it's it's <laughs> unbelievable. Although when it's so funny because when you look at video of that, it looks like it's going like super, super slow. Yes, but, but it's the Earth that's spinning very quickly. That's right. <laughs> um, so uh, on August 27th, 1984, President Reagan announced that a teacher uh, would be the first spaceflight participant in the space shuttle. And they released the teacher in space announcement of opportunity on November eighth, nineteen eighty four. It was like um, two years before. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, a year, yeah, a, a, a year and yeah, change, a I guess. A year and change. Yeah. Um, and the, from more than ten thousand applicants, they whittled it down to ten. It's crazy. So uh, the ten finalists had to undergo interviews and medical screening in uh, July nineteen eighty five. And um, the STS-51L, that was the name of the mission okay. for Challenger, okay. um, it was delayed to January 1986. And on June 13th, 1985, um, NASA announced that the teacher in space would fly on that on that, on that mission. Yes. Uh, and then on July 19th, Vice President Bush uh, announced the winner of the competition, and that went to New Hampshire middle school teacher Krista McAuliffe, and you had Idaho teacher... Barbara Morgan as the as her as the backup. backup. Yep. Yeah, because they had to have a backup. Yeah, yep. it, they always have redundancy always, in NASA. Yes. <laughs> and then, um, let me see, on September 9th, McCullough and Morgan traveled to um, Johnson Space Center, and they met the fellow crewmates, and the crew consisted of, and these names are, you know, burned into memory if you know the Challenger disaster. Sure. Um, you have Commander Francis Dick Scobie, Pilot Michael J. Smith, and mission specialists Ellison Onizuka, Judith Resnick, and Ronald McNair. And um, Smith was the only spaceflight rookie actually on that uh, okay. flight. The others had had one flight in space already. Okay. Um, and then you had the payload, speci payload specialist, that would be Gregory Jarvis. Mm -hmm. um, he was assigned to conduct research for the Hughes Aircraft Company. Okay. And uh, McAuliffe would actually also be a, a payload specialist. Sure. And they would, she was supposed to do little experiments in space yeah. that I think had something that she was going to do a video, mm -hmm. a video uh, a simulcast from space with, yep. with students. And yeah, she would be doing like a lesson and everything. Yeah. And it was this whole planned thing. And yeah. it, you know, it would have been terrific. It would have been terrific. Yeah. Um, so the primary objective of this mission was to launch the second uh, tracking and data relay system satellite into ar into orbit. Um and uh, also observation of Halley's Comet. Oh, uh, wow. It was making that's it, right, Halley's Comet. Yeah, it was making its return. Um, so apparently it was um, after a 76-year orbit, it was oh. coming, I guess, past the Earth again. And um, the objective was to have a, a special satellite that would monitor that, that could see as it. it was going by. Yes, and they were space. Yeah, and they were going to contribute to the integrated studies conducted by several international spacecraft. Nice. So, um and then you had the teacher and space activities, mm -hmm. which you discussed. Yeah. Um, two live sessions planned for the mission's sixth day. Um, you had the first, which was entitled The Ultimate Field Trip. Uh, and that was going to compare daily life aboard the shuttle to uh, that on Earth. And the second was uh, what we're, where, what, where, I'm sorry, where we're going, <laughs> where we've been, why. That was the name of it. A lot of W's. In yeah. <laughs> That's a tongue twister yes. right there. <laughs> and that one sought to explain the importance of conducting research in space 
and uh, several other lessons were going to describe weightlessness in space, and um, they would be filmed for later distribution. Um, so let's see. So the astronauts traveled from Houston to Kennedy Space Center on mm -hmm. January 24th. Um, due to weather, it was um, the launch was actually pushed to uh, January 27th. Yes, because it was very, very cold. Yes. Like, like it's cold now, yeah. that polar vortex that we've been having. Mm -hmm. Back then, it was very, very cold and unseasonably cold for Florida. Yeah, that for like sure. I mean, ice, ice cold, which is very strange for, yeah. for that part of the You can't even country. imagine it being that cold in yeah. Florida. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, so the crew boarded Challenger for their first launch attempt. Um, but they scrubbed the, the launch uh, first due to a mechanical issue and then also because of winds. Okay. So now the launch was set for January 28, mm. 1986. Um, they Managers cleared the launch despite the unexpected, despite the, unexpected the cold, cold. Yep. And concern, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yep. And um, they, uh, they decided that it wasn't enough of a concern to delay the launch. Yeah. And uh, and actually, in behind-the-scenes discussions, uh, there were concerns by engineers about the effects of the cold temperatures on the O-ring that uh, sealed the um, solid rocket boosters. Yes. And that um, that was overruled by managers, and they cleared it for flight. They Indeed, they did. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame. And uh, lift, liftoff took place at 11.38 uh, a.m. Eastern Time. And as soon as it uh, cleared the tower, uh, Houston took over control of the flight. Yes. Um, and so uh, for the first minute or so, the launch seemed to proceed normally yeah. uh, with the usual call outs between crew and, and the ground. Um, and that 73 seconds after liftoff, uh, controllers lost all telemetry with Challenger and they noticed a fireball on, on yeah. the television screens. It was right, right after the call for throttle up. Is that right? Yes. Wow. So they say, you know, Challenger Houston, go for throttle up. Roger, throttle oh. up. And then that's when everything fell apart. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So stunned controllers slowly came to realize that the vehicle suffered massive malfunction, obviously, yeah. and that the crew likely did not survive. Yeah. Um, and in his address to the nation the evening of the accident, President Reagan um, quoted uh, aviator and poet uh, John Galepsi McGee. And I think we, we have that. We do have that. Here it is. The crew of the Space Shuttle Challenger honored us for the manner in which they lived their lives. We will never forget them, nor the last time we saw them this morning, as they prepared for their journey and waved goodbye and slipped the surly bonds of Earth to touch the face of God. Thank you. Okay, another uh, very memorable moment yep. in my childhood uh, when... You remember uh, watching that? I remember watching it. Wow. Yes, live. Yes. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Such a sad, sad day. Yeah. Um, so Reagan established a presidential commission um, to investigate the causes of the accident. And the commission's report, which, which was referred to as the Rogers Commission Report, summarized their findings of the uh, technical causes of the accident, as well as systemic organizational and um, cultural elements that led to the Challenger uh, yeah, the exploding. corporate culture at, uh, you know, at Morton Thiokol, at NASA, there was a lot of back and forth. And I, and it was, I think it was also, there were so many launches happening at one after another and yeah. they wanted it to be on schedule. Yeah. It was just 
wrong. Lots right. of lots of wrong happened. Right. Yeah. And um, the report provided recommendations to NASA on how to correct those deficiencies. Um, modifications in the hardware had to be completed and tested. Uh, shuttle flights would actually resume in uh, September 1988 after a 32-month hiatus. And I remember that too. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. I remember them. I, I, th- I was watching that launch too because at that point, you're like, what's going to happen next? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you were, were wondering yeah, we're, again. we're worried. Yeah, hopefully yeah. it go- gets through. Exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. Um, so the first seven missions after return to flight um, were launched from launch pad 38, I'm sorry, 39B mm-hmm. because the workers were still refurbishing um, 39A, which is where the Challenger had. Yeah. And um, so one of the engineers blamed himself for not convincing NASA about the cold and the O-rings and everything um, and, the, and, the, and the danger that the cold presented. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a, Na- a U.S. House of Representatives report concluded that it was a longstanding failure in safety protocols uh, combined with an unsustainable launch rate that led to the disaster. Yeah. Yeah. They had to slow down. They had to, you know. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately... Uh, we had another in, yeah. the, in the 2000s, right? Uh, another, 2003, February 1st, 2003, I yeah, think it was. Yeah, another, uh, and that's coming up too, the anniversary wow. for that. Oh my goodness, that is yeah. crazy. And that's 21 years. 21 like, years, yeah. That's, that's nuts. Yeah. I, oh my goodness. Um, so the plans to fly civilians in space was then pushed Done. off yeah. for a very, very long time. <laughs> and it actually wouldn't be until uh, 2007 when Barbara Morgan, who was the backup on the Challenger uh, flight, actually became um, Got to go. th- that first civilian yep. to go into space. Yep. Um, and she flew aboard uh, Endeavor. So okay. yeah. um, satellite launches were shifted from the shuttle to uh, reusable rockets. Yes. Um, additionally, astronauts were pulled off duty, such as repairing satellites, and they actually stopped using the MMU. They stopped using the MMU. It was, they didn't, they, it was to preserve the astronaut's yeah. safety, and they didn't yeah. want to... You know, have to worry about you know unnecessary yeah. things that could you know could go wrong. That could definitely, especially when you're yeah. not tethered. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Um, and actually, the Challenger also left an educational legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, members of the crew's families founded the Challenger Center for Space Science Education, which brings students on simulated space missions. Oh wow! Yeah, cool. So something you know, if something anything, po- if something something positive, positive yeah, came yeah. out of it, it was and it was of, that. and of course the learning. The, the safety protocols, what's Correct. necessary, do not launch in this temperature yes. regardless. And, you know, I mean, look, the, the, the space shuttle program is no longer. Um, it's crazy that we've waited so that that part of it waited so mm-hmm. long. I mean, we have other, um, other launch vehicles that NASA is working on. Uh, but you know what I got to say? SpaceX... Yeah, you know, almost every other day, you know, they one, one or something. twice a week, they got something reusable rockets. Yeah, and, and you they, can see the the things in the they sky. They just come back. Yeah, you ever see them in the sky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see what's being released by their yeah. by their the spacecraft yeah, or whatever. Video, yeah. It's. Cr- I mean, I was walking out in a parking lot. Oh, you saw and the, I looked up and I was like, oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were like, what is that? And yeah. then somebody said, like oh, a, it's SpaceX. Looks like a train. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like a train of satellites. But um, and the O rings on that. Um, I'm not a scientist. I'm yeah. not. I don't know everything about these solid rocket boosters. Mm-hmm. But what what was the O-ring that it was sealing? It was like a joint. It, it they was said? In, the joint in between the the gases oh, and whatnot. Okay. And, and you know because it uh, because of the weather, it either cracked or it flexed a certain way, mm-hmm. allowing the gases to come out. And then those gases ignited the uh, the, the the tank. Mm-hmm. 
where all the propellant is. Yeah. That orange part. Yep. And uh, yeah, and that just kind of like that exploded. And crazy if when you when you've seen this on on you know on TV yeah. that they replay it all the time. But what's crazy is that the that exploded, but the two rocket boosters. Uh, did survive? It's not amazing. And That's... you can see them flying off on their own oh, okay. because the 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 yes the the ring failed, but the rocket did not fail. Oh, okay. So the the gas the that hot gas was allowed to get out and that ignite the, the center tank. But yeah, just it was you know it was the first time again first time for me that I saw this thing happen on mm -hmm. television. I think it was the first time that video was used uh, to identify what was going on yeah. because now they were able to see because they have those not like today but they had the very the the, the you know the high power lenses to oh, see, able right. see the launch and close up and they're able to see after mm -hmm. investigating that they're able to see this thing shooting out of the of the o-ring wow. like this this hot you know flame yeah and hit the other thing but it's uh, crazy yeah it's uh again just i can't believe it's been that long yeah it just goes to show you how old i am but uh <laughs> yeah it was um, it was a tragedy, and and you know it's uh, something that I think uh, a lot of people will take with yep. them. And Jim, I do thank you for actually talking about the the the, the run up to the launch because oh, I don't sure. think anybody talks about you know the Challenger and what it was for and mm -hmm. why they were doing it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, it's important to know what what it had done before exactly. and what its missions were and exactly. You know, and it's interesting to learn about the firsts, the different the yeah. firsts that occurred with the Challenger. Yeah, so great. Yeah. Well thanks so much, Jim. You're Once welcome. again, Absolutely. another fantastic <laughs> This Week in History. And if you want to listen to older This Week in Histories or watch our History Bites series yes. that uh, Jim does on YouTube, uh, visit our website, mcplpodcast.com. Or visit us here if you're watching on YouTube, mcpl.tv. There we go. And do a search. Actually, we have a, a playlist. Yep. Do a, a playlist search for History Bites, and you will see all of them. And what are we up to? Over uh, 100 I, now? No, I, we're close. We're I think, close to 100. I, I think next month will be 97. 97. Yeah, so we're getting there. Wow. So episode 100 of History Bites should be something special. Something like really big. The yeah. history of History Bites. <laughs> <laughs> what goes in? Because the back of the, scene, the scenes yes, of what it the takes. Scenes yeah. of, of History Bites, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yes, so thank you so much for watching and listening. If you liked it, uh, hit the like button yep. on YouTube. Uh, hit subscribe. We have some great stuff coming up mm -hmm. uh, in future episodes yes. here on the podcast. Absolutely. So for Jim Ward, I'm Sal DiMincenzo. We'll see you on the next show. <laughs>